It's time for Dodger Hi everyone and welcome to the Dodge and Sleep podcast. Wherever and whenever you're listening to us, I hope you're having a very pleasant day. Uh, we are recording this on the 10th of May and as regular listeners will know, we always start with an on this day in history. So on this day in 1955, uh, Don Newcomb faced only 27 batters when he one hit uh, the Cubs at Wrigley Field to win 3-0. Uh, a guy called Gene Baker ruined the perfect game with a fourth inning single, although he was then thrown out trying to steal second base. Um, quite nice talking about a, uh, a, a win against the Cubs without conceding any run, given that we're going to start in a minute with our review of the week, which may just sound a little bit familiar from all those years back in 1955. But anyway, um, my name's Ian Carlson. Joining me tonight, we have the other Ian, young Ian. How are you doing, Mr. Blease? I am excellent. Thank you, Ian. Excellent. It's been a great week to be a Dodgers fan, I think. It has indeed. It has indeed. Yeah, there's only two of us tonight, I'm afraid. So uh, you'll have to make do with the Ian and the Ian show. But uh, yeah, we're going to start with the the review of the week. And as you say, it's been a, been a great week for Dodgers fans. We, we, had a, a, we won two games against the against the Giants, 3-1 and 9-1. We then won three against the Cubs, even though they tried to throw in one of their tricky little rain delays to catch us out. And then we ended up with a double header, but we won 7-0, 6-2 and 7-1. And then somewhat bizarrely ended up losing a game against the Pirates. But uh, to come away from, from that week 5-1 and conceding, what was it, one, two, three, four, only five runs in those in those wins, five wins, um, it's, it's, it's pretty impressive. What were your what were your takeaway thoughts? Well, I mean, it, it obviously starts with the pitching. I think when you when you're playing five games, giving up five runs, that's uh, it's just an insane level of of high quality pitching. Um, there's only you know we scored uh, nine runs, seven runs, seven runs, six runs, and three runs, but we would have won with two, two, <laughs> one, three, two. Um, so yeah, the, so it's great that we're, get, that we're giving them run support. But I think if you look at our, our hitting lineup, you know, it's just what you'd expect. Uh, I think uh, plenty of us, including myself, were slightly sceptical about the starting rotation at the start of the year. Thought if we had a gap anywhere, that's where it would be. Um, and I am delighted to be so incredibly wrong so far this season. There's been some absolute fantastic pitching displays. Uh, Walker Bueller in his... Uh, in his Mother's Day cap on Sunday, uh, you know, absolutely superb performance from from Walker Bueller as you as you as you've come to expect from him. Uh, Kershaw, another seven scoreless and an ERA at one point eight zero um, for for the year. I think he's four wins, no losses. The guy's washed. You know, he's got no. You know, he should just, he should have just retired. I don't. <laughs> what's he still doing out there? Uh, it's absolutely fantastic to see Clayton Kershaw roll back the years. Um, and I'm eating my words from a few weeks ago where I was saying that I thought Dave Roberts was uh, should have should have left him in because we need Clayton Kershaw healthy to go deep into the season and to keep giving us that kind of that kind of quality performance. Uh, and there are unsung heroes in the pitching as well. Obviously, we've had we've had um, 
uh, an injury already with Heaney going down and we've turned to Tyler Anderson who, uh, you know, again, he, he did, I think, uh, five innings, giving up, giving up two runs in his start and a, a great performance from someone who uh, it wasn't slated to be one of our starting pitchers. And I'm just, I, I couldn't be happier with the way things are going on the, uh, on the pitching front. What about you? Any, any, any sort of highlights for you? Well, I, I would, would, would echo the point around the, the pitching. I mean, you, you, you sort of go down uh, looking at, you know, thanks to baseballreference.com, but you go down the team pitching in the ERA and it like starts with a one. Starts with the one, starts with the one, starts with the one, starts with the one, starts, you know, and you end up with, you know, team total ERA of, of, of 2.19, uh, which is, and I know I, I was one who, who sort of at the start of the season was, was raising some, just a bit of nervousness around the pitching and, you know, you only need one person to go down injured and, and what might happen and all the rest of it. Um, I mean, it's, it's particularly good to see Gonsolin after, after injuries and, and, and a couple of performances, you know, where it might not have been perfect. And then suddenly he very quietly, then very unassumedly just putting together a really, really good run. What's he looking at the moment? ERA of 1.64. Um, you know, it, <coughs> excuse me, it's early days, but, but it, it, it is the proverbial team effort and everybody coming together. Um, there's a stat that I saw on, um, on Twitter earlier and thanks to, Dodge a dude for this, although I think he was quoting MLB, where he said, through 27 games, we've allowed 65 runs. And apparently since earned runs became a tracked stat back in 1913, and no, I wasn't around for that. Um, it's just. the fifth best, just, yeah. <laughs> it's the fifth best start ever. Um, and, you know, we, we I think last year we talked quite a lot during the season about lack of run support. And, you know, we were having some... Um, some great pitching and, and and where was the where was the hitting and you think well if we've taken it on a level you know with that kind of pitching um we can afford you know as, as you said you don't need to score that many runs to be winning games so so that's looking good um i think the fielding's looking looking really really solid um you know there's been a few you, know, you have to look at the highlights from other games and there've been a few horror stories recently out in the field but it seems to be Ours seems to be, you know, doing what it needs to be done, which is which is which is great. Um, the only the only concern, and I was we were prompted to raise this. Um, we we got this this in via Twitter from from Freddie, um, who is at FLK underscore Sports. Um, just some concerns around Justin Turner and um, and whether we should be worried about that. Um, and and certainly, if you look at his if you look at his stats. Uh, and compare them to we've looked at 2016 when he when he was ninth overall in the ML MVP votes and had a batting average of 2.275 and, and and a wins above replacement of five and then 2017 when he was an All Star and eighth in the MVP and and at that point it was batting average 0.322 and a wins above replacement of, of getting on towards six and then. Last year, of course, when he was an all-star, again, a decent batting average, again, decent wins above replacement. Um, and then this year, you look at his batting average, you know, 0.168 wins above replacement is actually negative. Um, RBIs per plate appearance and at bat, you know, that they're all down. Um, what is he now, 37, I think? You know, he should 37, we, yeah. Yeah, it's, I mean, clearly the, the introduction of the, designated hitter helps someone like him but 
should we be um, should we be worrying? Um, I think it's difficult uh, not to on the face of it. Um, I think there's obviously a few other factors in play. Uh, there's a lot of people talking about the, the deadening of the baseball of, of MLB, even potentially choosing to use uh, different baseballs in different games, depending on whether, some, whether something is nationally televised or not. Whether, whether any of that is true, um, I, I, I don't know at this point. But it's certainly clear, and we've, we've talked about how well our pitchers are doing, uh, you know, that they could be being helped uh, by the ball. Uh, Justin Turner is someone who is a student of launch angle batting mechanics. Um, and his launch angle is still good. He's still launching the ball at 16.8. Uh, he's still barreling up the baseball uh, a reasonable amount. Um, I don't think he's, he's quite on it the way that he has been in the past. One of the things that happened last night in the Pittsburgh game, uh, and uh, I, I must admit, I didn't, I didn't stay up for it. I had an early start and a big day in work this morning, so I, I caught the, I caught the condensed game before, uh, before I went in this morning. And um, the Dodgers hit the ball hard. Uh, in fact, I saw a, a stat that we, we hit three thousand eight hundred and seventy-nine feet of fly balls last night. That's some pretty good contact. Not a single one of them resulted in a hit. Mm. Uh, so uh, Justin Turner himself was actually asked about this after the game. Um, and he said, it's the same goal. You go up there, you try and hit the ball. You try and hit the ball hard somewhere. We hit a lot of balls hard tonight. And there was a lot of conversation about how the Pirates were just stood in the right place. So either their scouting report is phenomenal. Um, um, the, the ball's not flying like it's used to. So I think I think home runs generally uh, are down. Uh, Turner's still he's still he's actually in terms of pace he's he's hit more doubles. Um, he's on pace to hit more doubles than he than his career average. Um, but he is hitting at one sixty eight. He's got sixteen hits from ninety five at bats. His OPS, which is the the bible these days, I suppose in terms of in terms of uh, hitting in MLB, is at 469, which is almost half his career OPS to date of 829. Uh, he is way underperforming. Uh, I think he's. I think he can turn it around. I don't think he's been helped by by, by the baseball. Uh, I think he needs to pull pull the pull the trigger on it on a, on a few changes. I think potentially. Uh, and this was sort of a point that uh, Freddie made actually in my brief conversation with him on Twitter earlier. Um, you know, I think he could be one of the guys who is actually suffering from the from the recent uh, weight loss that he went through and his change of diet and the fact that he's perhaps not got the pounds to push the ball out anymore. And um, there are other people who are hitting the ball harder than him more consistently and hit and they're hitting more home runs. Um, I think the way that the way his approach, I think, isn't isn't working right now. But I believe he can make an adjustment and uh, and and get back into into form, even though he's thirty seven. Uh, I'm a massive Justin Turner fan. Uh, I'd go as far as to say he's he, he's one of my absolute favourite players. Um, he is 37, and we've seen Roberts try and manage his health. Uh, he's in and out of the team at third base, DH. Uh, obviously, Roberts still trusts him. He's in the lineup again for tonight, and he's still hitting fifth. 
you know, Roberts believes in him. Um, and Dave Roberts knows a, not, a lot more about baseball and certainly a lot more about Justin Turner uh, than I do. He's seen things. He's seen him in the cages. Uh, and he thinks that Justin Turner is still the right guy for that key spot in the lineup. Yeah, I think I would, would agree with a lot of that. And in fact, I've probably only got uh, four words to, to kick off my thoughts on it being Cody, Bellinger, Mookie and Betts. Those four words where, you know, people have, have, have been you know, not, un, not unfairly concerned about, certainly for, for, for Cody's performance last, last year or so, about where, you know, just what is he doing? Where is he at? What the hell is going on? And, and the need to change it. But I think if you are, you know, it's that old thing, you know, that, that, that class will just, just eventually find a way through, you know, form is temporary. Um, he's been a, been a, a extremely consistent, valuable performer for many years. Um, I don't think, um, you know, just because you suddenly have a birthday, it's not like somebody flicks a switch and you can't play anymore. So, um, and, you know, he's, he's worked through changes before, um, I, I think I think he'll find a way through it again, and I think the luxury of having people like Bellinger get back into some form means if you need to 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 rest somebody for a couple of days just to let them try and sort of work it through. And you and I were talking earlier before the pod started recording about what a what a a horrible run of games we've got with lots and lots of back to back games, lots and lots of travel out to the east coast where we only need, need another rain delay and double headers and it's, it's going to play havoc with, with the guys um the ability to make you know give him a little bit of downtime maybe and let him work through some things um yeah i, I reckon by the time we get to the all-star game we'll be singing his praises again i think he'll turn it around and and turn it around and then some and 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 yeah no reason to worry about him at the moment um yeah. and I think, as i say i think the dodgers can afford to carry him or somebody else for a, a brief period if need be I think it's interesting that uh, MLB uh, uh, on Twitter released their uh, their top 10 third baseman right now. And he's still in there at number six. You know, they they, they still they still rated him uh, highly, uh, you know, as, as, a, as a third baseman. Uh, and I think, uh, you know, I think that that's potentially indicative of, of how high of how highly uh, they know he is. He's, he is a career 288 hitter um, and uh, he will he will come back. Yeah, I think it's the same also as, as Bellinger. You know, he was he was in the side for periods because of the quality of his of his of his defence and fielding, not for his hitting. And I think that allowing people to regain some confidence just by being out there and part of the team. I think that will apply to to Justin Turner as well. But we will, um, yeah, we shall hopefully come back to him in a, in a few weeks' time with with with, with good news. But um, but thanks, Freddie, for your for your thoughts and comment on Twitter, and and, and love to hear more thoughts from you and indeed anybody else listening. Um, which actually brings us to another point, which which we did, got through from Twitter. This one from uh, Andrew Savage, so at 1978 Sav, um, and just talking, he he came in on the back of all of the the recent publicity about the UK Angels fans getting out to to LA to watch games, and that's been all over Twitter and MLB and all the rest of it, and and was asking us about sort of our visits to to the states. But I'm going to flip that on its head and actually start the other way, rather than rather than. Um, as and our visits to the states what about mlb's visits to this side of the pond so um there's been stuff in the uh, in the press and stuff recently we're, we're we're now looking at um some london games coming up i think it's two a year in 2023 2024 and then miss a year and then 2026 and the reason they're missing a year in 2025 if the rumors are to be believed 
uh, is because the Dodgers are, are going to end up playing in Paris that year, which might be quite nice for uh, for a, a, an outside broadcast for the podcast. Um, what are your What are your thoughts on um, on them coming over here, Ian? Whether it's to London, to Paris, or indeed anywhere else in Europe, as they try to, to broaden out the game. Oh, it's absolutely fantastic. Uh, you know, I mean, I, th- I think you've seen. Well, I'd say you've seen. I'm. We have seen the impact that the NFL games held in London have had over the last uh, 10 years or so, however long they've been coming over here. We've seen how much that has grown uh, in popularity uh, as a sport. Uh, And I think this can only help baseball. Uh, I think that MLB are potentially on the verge of turning a corner and having a really exciting uh, product in in terms of the way the game is played. Uh, and I think it's one, and I think the way it's going to be played going forward is going to be very enticing. And I think I think the UK market will will eat it up. Uh, I, you know, I think it's going to be uh, incredible. And I think I was at the um, Red Sox Yankees game. Uh, I was at both of the Red Sox Yankees games when when they came over in uh, in 2019, uh, and. All I can tell you is it was such a spectacle. It was absolutely fantastic. Sure, it wasn't cheap. And I know that was a lot of, uh, there's a lot of negativity from people at the time. Uh, And I think if MLB have made one mistake, it is that the majority of British people here uh, are are neutral fans. Um, And I think when you open up with Red Sox Yankees, um, you, you come with the two two of the, the biggest teams, uh, certainly most historic teams uh, in, the, uh, in the history of the sport. Uh, and then you've got to follow it up. And obviously they were supposed to play in 2020. It was Cubs and Cardinals. Uh, and I think it's safe to say that the popularity wasn't quite there for that one. I, you know, I'm sure that they would have filled the stadium because that's, you know, it's, it's a marketing exercise as much as anything else. Um, but I think... When you when you go in with what is effectively to put it in footballing terms for anybody unsure, Liverpool against Manchester United, um, and then try and follow it up with, um, or <laughs> who am I, who am I going to compare? Isn't there. <laughs> uh, so well, you know, I, I, I guess yeah, if, you, uh, if you're going to if you're going to come back with Burnley against Norwich or something like that, it's a little bit of a come down. No disrespect to Burnley or, or Norwich fans, but it is it is slightly different if, as you say if you're trying to draw draw neutrals in for the first time. Yeah, yeah. Well, this is it. And I think, uh, you know, um, but in terms of everything else that was going on around around the sport, it's not just the game. It's the whole spectacle of the day. They had the road show outside. Uh, you got to have a go at pitching, have a go at hitting, take part in uh, in, in some drills. Um, I, I I went down and, uh, and was it a part of a, uh, uh, I saw a softball final that some of the guys from Batflips and Nerds were, uh, were, were down there as well. Um, and it, there was a whole lot of activity surrounding the games, and I think it can only be a really good thing for the future of uh, for the future of the MLB profile in the UK. Yeah, I think I think you're right. I think I think they, they've seen how the NFL's got on. They've seen how you know there've been a few NBA games over in London. I think I think clearly those sports both have the advantage in the sense that MLB is indoors and, and NFL is going to be played pretty much in any weather. Um, baseball's always got that risk a bit like cricket you know they could bring a couple of teams over here and have the whole weekend washed out which 
it's just a risk that they have to have unless they can they can find somewhere with an indoor stadium to do it do it over here so they, so they can guarantee it but i think you you're right they've got to they're going to start losing out to the other to the other sports if they're looking for for international coverage i think also they've got a you know there's a, there's a, there's a, such a wave of exciting young players coming through and if you if they want to get people new to baseball hooked yeah they can they can probably find reasons to give uh, give people reasons to support a particular team because they've been to that city on holiday or whatever but it's the stars that people are going to you know they're going to want to buy the shirts with certain names on the back and if you think you've got people like um you know Juan Soto and Vlad Jr and Tassis Jr and Acuna coming through you've still got some of the, the the more veteran household names whether it's Trout or Betts or even people like Kershaw and Scherzer there's a there's a huge cross-section across all you know most teams where they can have that kind of face of the team face of MLB face of MLB in London this year whatever it might be to really capture the imagination of fans and getting them getting them involved so I think it's a it's a great opportunity um, I know there's been a little bit of negativity on on the US Twitter about oh, why have we got to send games over there and all the rest of it but you know if you think a single team plays 162 regular season games so 81 at home even if they play two games in London both of which are classed as home games for them they've only given up two percent of their home games um so I think you know uh, and, and and that's just thinking of one team we're actually talking about two games across the entire regular season for all the MLB teams goodness knows what a fraction of the of the total games that is but um I think I think people can uh, can probably afford to um can afford to let a couple of games come abroad um but um but yeah so i mean we'll no doubt come back to that um particularly if the paris one develops for the dodgers that could be quite a laugh um but we'll, we'll no doubt touch on this over the over the coming weeks and months um as i said when i introduced sort of this part of the topic it it, it came from andrew savage who's, who sort of was also asking about whether we had any um any trips to dodger stadium to to share um Sadly, Ian hasn't made it out there yet. I, I've 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 managed a couple of trips. Um, my my first one, I forget how many years ago it was, but um, it was a it was a Sunday sort of early afternoon game. Fortunately, I've been tipped off to buy seats that were going to be in the shade rather than in the sun because God knows how hot it was. Um, had all the kids there. All the, all three boys were quite young. We sat and watched them grind out what the guy sitting next to me described as a game for the purists and that they beat the Padres 1-0. I don't think there were too many hits in that in that 1-0. Um, but on the plus side, it was one of the weekends when they did the uh, kids run bases. So we, having sat through the in the sun watching one run scored, I think we then queued for about an hour or so outside in the heat, just so I could get the boys to run around the around the bases but um despite the heat we did actually get a decent couple of photos of them doing it so that that was my sort of favorite memory of a trip to to dodger stadium um we were we're always i was just going to say although i've not made it to dodger stadium um i was lucky enough to be uh in in arizona with the buccaneers baseball travel team that i, that I play with uh in 2017 uh, and i watched uh, i watched i was watching some of the dodgers playoff games uh, in in a bar over there, uh, and one of my favourite uh, memories there was me and one other guy who were who were there in Dodger hats. Everybody else uh, seemed to be rooting uh, for the Cubs, 
And it was, of course, the Justin Turner walk-off home run, given the subject we've been talking about tonight. Um, and me and this guy who'd never met before, never even spoken, uh, we, you know, we're leaping up, we're hugging each other, uh, and the rest of the bar's like looking on it. I wouldn't say in disgust, but they were pretty quiet at this at this point in time. Um, and it was, uh, it, it was, it was quite a moment. It's, it, it, it really gave me a, it really gave me a, a, a taste and. And the Dodger Stadium trip is is still very, very much on the cards. I need to get a few things straight and uh, I'm going to get over there as soon as I can. Excellent. Excellent. Just don't plan on getting home anytime soon once the game finishes, because the the, 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 part, the the travel home, whether you're driving or in an Uber, is every bit as bad as everybody makes out. But it's <laughs> worth it if they've won. Um those are our sort of stories. We're very keen to uh, to hear from anybody, any of our listeners, on on your favourite trips to uh, to LA to watch the Dodgers. And, and in fact, if, if if you feel really passionately about it, you're more than welcome to have a guest slot on the podcast and come and join us and talk about not only your trip to LA but anything else you want to talk about in respect of Dodgers and baseball and all the rest of it. We're always looking for extra people to contribute. So um, get in touch via Twitter and we'll uh, we'll see if we can slot you in one week. Um, other than that, that's that's probably it for the for the main sort of topics. It, it leaves us really with the, the preview of the week ahead. Um, so seven games to talk about. We've got, a, got an action-packed week with uh, two more against the Pirates. Uh, we then got four against the Phillies, um, and then the first of a series against the D-backs. So we've got seven in all. Um, Pirates ones are still on the road, but then we're back home for the Phillies and the D-backs. Um, what are your thoughts on the on the week ahead, Ian? I think the thing about the thing about baseball is, and as we've we've made a fool of ourselves with predictions over uh, uh, over the last few weeks, we all we all predicted last week was going to be much tougher than the week before, um, or at least much tougher on paper. Um, and then we went and you know swept our long term rivals, the the Giants. We went and uh, we went and swept the Cubs, uh, and then obviously, as everyone predicted, we we lost to the Pirates. Uh, who, uh, who, who are not the best team in baseball. Um, they do have a fantastic stadium, though. Uh, I, I, love, I love the, the, the bridge in the background uh, over, over centre field. Um, so two left against the Pirates. Uh, Urias pitched really well last night, actually. I just, he just didn't really get that run support, as we've, uh, uh, as we've, as we've, as we've spoken about before. Um, whether we can come back and... And, and and win over the next two. Um, I'm unsure. Who have we got down as uh, as, as pitching the next two games? Have you checked that out? Uh, I have no idea, but uh, bear with me, caller, and I'm sure I can find out. Um, you love it when I put you on the spot for things like this. So. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I mean, uh, we got 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 Gonsolin tonight. Yeah. And then we've got, um, oh, I like him. We got that guy. We've called that guy up, TBD. Ah, TBD. He's, uh, he's, he's, he's playing a big role for us uh, at the moment, TBD. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's, it is interesting. I wonder if it's, if it's an intentional tactic uh, that we're, we're definitely seeing more of the, of the starting pitcher getting announced later than, we, uh, uh, than, we're, than we're used to. So, uh, so yeah, so Gonsolin against Pirates. Uh, TBD against Pirates. Uh, I, I, yeah, I guess we'll see. Um, Phillies is going to be a good matchup. Uh, everyone, you know, it, they are performing really badly. Um, everyone expected them to be uh, to be right up there. Uh, I think this year, and 
that they they've not clicked together. Um, they defensively are never going to be particularly amazing uh, with those lineup with, with with those players. But from a hitting point of view, the likes of uh, Harper, Schwaber, um, uh, Real Muto, who actually is pretty handy defensively as well, um, they've got some they've got some quality uh, hitting uh, right through right through that lineup. And I think that they'll, they they must start to heat up at some point. Um, so I think that could be a, that could be a challenging series if they choose that time to to heat up. Um, and then the D backs they gave us a rough ride last time at, uh, last time out. Um, I think we owe them one for that. So we're going to win that one. Um, so I, I think we'll probably split with the Pirates for on on the two remaining. We'll win one and. Um, whether it'll be Gonsolin or TBD, we'll soon find out. Uh, Four-game series against the Phillies. Um, we're at home. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll take the three off them. We'll take the three off them. Um, uh, and then the D-backs, I think we'll... Uh, I think we, we just need to, to focus a little bit, concentrate and, and make sure that we don't let anything daft happen again. Um, but it's an interesting point made by our, fr- our good friend Scott uh, earlier today on Twitter um, that... The, the the very best teams in baseball history have lost one in three games. So yeah. so so there's there's no there's no um, there's no shame at all in 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 the week we just had and then and then losing one to the to the Pirates. Indeed, and and there's there's no shame. I know I know earlier on in the season when we thought we'd sweep the the D backs, then we we didn't. Um, you know, there's no shame there because if you look at them, they're currently at. They're over 500, so they're at 0. 0.53, 0. 0.533, sorry. They are bottom of our division. That same record would have them in second place in the NL East, and it would have them in second place in the AL Central. I mean, it, it's such a strong division. You know, if, we, if we're dropping games against any of them, it's nothing to be ashamed of. Although, as we've said previously, the worry is, of course, you get to the end of the season. If you drop too many in your own division, that might not be helpful from a, from a seeding point of view in the postseason. But having said all of that, then my, my takeaway lessons over the last two weeks are when I'm uber positive with my predictions, I'm horribly wrong and we lose a load. When I'm pretty conservative in my predictions, I'm horribly wrong, but we do really well. So on that basis, I'm going to go conservative again. So I think we'll split the two games against the Pirates. I think we'll split the two games against the Phillies and then we'll win the first in the D-back. So I've got us going four and three over those seven games in anticipation, yeah. clearly, of a, of a 7 nil sweep or something like that. But, but I'll, I'll go 4-3. That's a, that's a fair split. So I went 5-2. You've gone 4-3. We've both got something to, something to aim at. Uh, and certainly I won't be... Um, uh, I, I won't be too upset with with a four three, um, got, given the opposition that we're that we're taking on either. So yeah, indeed, indeed, good. Well, that pretty much brings us to the end of of this week's pod. Um, any more sort of AOB from you, Ian? Uh, a couple. Um, so uh, yeah, I, again, it's it's our friend Justin Turner. Um, uh, if you haven't uh, seen, if you haven't heard uh, his his mic'd up stuff from last night. Uh, absolutely superb. In particular, the bit where uh, uh, might not have been last night. Sorry, it was uh, the night before uh, uh, Mother's Day. Um, if, if you haven't seen uh, the bit where um, Justin Turner manages to uh, inadvertently commentate on Wilson Contreras's rather unfortunate fumble towards Max Muncy and 
inadvertently grabbing him in and around the the crotchal region um uh, <laughs> uh then i'd recommend that you that you check that out it's quite quite a funny one um and the other thing is um i prior to the season starting i signed up to join the mlbpaa that is the uh, major league baseball players alumni association now i didn't sign up for that for any um particular reason um, to do with, you know, any particular noble reason or anything like that. I signed up to it because it gave me a 50% discount on my MLB TV package, which, you know, it's, it's a very, very good saving. So for the cost of $25, let's call that 20 pounds, uh, I saved about, I think it was about 75 quid, something like that. So instantly, incredibly worthwhile in, in making that saving. Now, when I signed up, they said that they were going to send me out a membership card and a tote bag. And I thought to myself, I've paid 20 quid. They are not going to ship me a membership card and a tote bag out to Preston, England. And in the last week, it arrived. So I do want to give a little shout out to the MLBPAA um, for going to the trouble, uh, for effectively spending um, probably about £12, uh, <laughs> $15 or so uh, of, my, of my membership money in, in getting this out to me. Uh, I really do appreciate it. It's on display in my, uh, it's on display in, in my, in my house. And my membership card is proudly in my wallet, uh, even though I'm not sure I'll ever be asked to display it, uh, to display it for anything in this country. But um, certainly, if, if we have any listeners from America, uh, the, the the list of benefits of joining the MLBPAA is uh, is extensive. Um, for anyone who's based in the UK, the saving made on MLB TV is is worth it alone. Uh, so I highly recommend it. Uh, obviously, they are a fantastic organisation. I've got a, a friend of mine, uh, Cam Cam McHarg, uh, who uh, I used to work with when I was involved in the GB setup. Uh, uh, he was talking to them. They were really keen to send over some ex-pros for the, uh, for the London series in, in 2019. Um, and he's been talking to them uh, ever since. He's got, he seems to have relationships with baseball organisations all over the world, does Cam. Um, and the more I learn about this organisation, uh, the more I think I'm actually going to become a really proud member of it. Um, it but... I will also save a lot of money when I do so. Discounts in places like Baseballism. Um, I own several of several T-shirts from from Baseballism, um, all kinds of things like that. And actually, I did see um, from a friend of mine who I think lives in Canada, Warren, um, and uh, he said that actually including one eight hundred flowers on there uh, is genius uh, for any uh, bloke who occasionally makes a bad decision where where baseball comes into play and stays out too late uh, as having a few extra beers uh, to catch the extra innings. Uh, so yeah, just wanted to give a big shout out to the MLB PAA um, for not only saving me uh, saving me some cash, uh, but also for going to the trouble and making me feel like a like a valued member, despite uh, what, what is obviously a bigger expense than uh, than than they would go to for a domestic member. Excellent, good shout out, good shout out. Top top buying tips here on the Dodging Sleep podcast: how to save money. Excellent. Well, I have nothing like that to add. Um, so I will just say thanks, Ian, for joining me tonight. And thank you to everybody out there listening. And as I've said a couple of times during the show, please feel free to get in touch with questions or indeed if you fancy um, having a guest slot to talk about uh, either a trip to LA or anything else to do with the Dodgers, please get in touch. We'd love to hear from you. And thanks again for listening. Bye.